Masterpiece Audio Theatre proudly presents Empath, a variety show. Welcome to the madness! I find this all very unprofessional. We didn't have any time to learn our lines. <laughs> it's an audition, Geronimo, not the actual play. Don't sweat it. I'd say just be yourself, but I know you really want the parts. What's that supposed to mean, huh? He's saying that your regular personality is off-putting and weird. Oh, well, why didn't he just say that then? <laughs> because for some reason he cares about feelings. Personally, I find those highly overrated. Except for those of fear. Hey, man, check. Duh. When does this thing start? We well, kind of getting hot in this get up. What are you wearing? My character's costumes. Was that plural? Why, yes. I've got a costume for every character I'm auditioning for. You realize that this is an audio production, right? Yes, but you gotta look the part, is what I always says. I see that most of ye are here already. Excellent. Now, get out! Excuse me? Ye heard me. All ye get out and stand outside the booth. I'll call out the character and the lot auditioning for the part, then come in. No one else. Is that understood? Why would I not? Why would I want to go stand outside? Right. The lot trying out for the narrator, you can stay. That's uh, Sir Hector, Hieronimo, Keeper of Keys and Tom. You'll have the scripts printed off that I sent to you last night. Yes, sir. And I must say, I'm very impressed with the way you've managed to learn the newest technologies. Tom, we've been emailing since the 90s. It's not bloody new. Now, who's reading first? I'd like to go first. Uh, I'm rather hot. I see that. Should I ask why you're wearing a peacoat and a white wig? Well, I was dressed. That's better if you don't ask. All right, I don't care any road. Go ahead, Keeper. Ahem. The Copton had been living with us almost a year when there occurred the first of the mysterious events that rid us at last of his presence. It was one January morning, very early, a pinchy, frosty morning, and a captain had risen earlier than usual and sat down the beach with his telescope under his arm. My mother was upstairs, and I was laying the breakfast table for the captain's return when the parlor door opened and a stranger stepped in. Thank you, Keeper. Now, Sir Hector, you're next. I'll just step over here, breathe in, and out. The captain had been living with us almost a year when there occurred the first of the three mysterious events that rid us at last of his presence. It was one January morning, very early, a pinchy, frosty morning. The captain had risen earlier than usual and sat down the beach with his telescope under his arm. My mother was upstairs and I was laying the breakfast table for the captain's return when the parlour door opened and a stranger stepped in. Thanks for that. All right. Tom, you're up. You got it, Billy. The captain had been living with us almost a year when there occurred the first of the mysterious events that rid us at last of his presence. It was one January morning, very early, a pinchy, 
frosty morning. The captain had risen earlier than usual and sat down the beach with his telescope under his arm. My mother was upstairs, and I was laying the breakfast table for the captain's return when the parlor door opened and a stranger stepped in. Great. Last but not least, Geronimo, your turn. Oh, goody. Take notes, hecky. <laughs> the captain had been living with us almost a year. When that occurred, the first of the mysterious events that rid us at last of his presence. It was one January morning, very early, a pinchy, frosty morning. The captain had risen earlier than usual and sat down the beach with his telescope under his arm. <laughs> My mother was upstairs and I was laying the breakfast table for the captain's return when the parlor door opened and a stranger stepped in. <laughs> Well, that was interesting. That's it for narrator. If you're staying for the Billy Bones read, please do. If not, get out. Sir Hector, please send in the shrimp. I am here to show the gentleman here how this is done. Ha! I'm a professional. Oh, you think so, hey? Then why don't you go first? <laughs> Certainement, with your permission, Monsieur Groff. Yes, get on with it already. I just need to pick up the Mac, uh, and uh, here we go. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Admiral Benpoin, eh? <laughs> nice, lonely, pleasant, situated grog shop. Uh, Fox, don't come around here much today, boy. No much company? No? Well, then it's a burst for me. Ha! I am a planned man. Rum and bacon, eggs, all I want. And that cliff up there for to watch the ships off. I have a man to stay here for a bit. Singing wasn't part of your talents, eh? What are you talking about? That was perfect! I'll hold my comments to the end. Keeper, you're next. I don't mind if I do. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Admiral Bembo in, eh? Nice, lonely looking, pleasant situated grog shop. Folks don't come round here much. Do they, boy? Not much company? No? Well, that is the birth for me. I'm a plain man. Rum and bacon and eggs is all I want. And that cliff up there for to watch the ships off. I've a mind to stay here for a bit. All right. And now you, Hironimo? <laughs> Pay attention, Pierre. This is how we do it. <laughs> Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. <laughs> Yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum. <laughs> Admiral Benbow in, hey? <laughs> nice, lonely, pleasant, situated grog shop. <laughs> Folks don't come round here much, do they, boy? Not much company. No, well, that is the bar for me. <laughs>
I'm a plain man. Rum and bacon, eggs is all I want. And a cliff up there to watch for the ships off. <laughs> I have a mind to stay here for a bit. Another memorable experience. Next part. Oh, looks like there's only you on the list, Hilarimo. A joke, I assure you. <laughs> but I called in a person you didn't ask yet. Oh, mummy! <laughs> ah, yes, my little hero. Is this mean man trying to make you take the lady's part? The nerve! Why wasn't I called? Hmm? You didn't show up to the meeting. It's pretty simple. I was busy. High tea is not something that you miss when it's with the Queen. Sure. Read the part so I know that you can do it then. Ahem. Oh, oh, dear, dearie me. What a disgrace. I've been afraid of something like this ever since he came into the house with that old chest of his. He owes us money. He does! A whole year and never a penny from him! And me, a poor widow! There's something in that old chest of his upstairs that's rightfully mine! And we'll have that chest open if we die for it! Well, no! That was better than expected! That's yours! Moving on! Next part! That would be the black dog part, right? Well, I'm in for that one as well. Why are you taking your clothes off? It's a wardrobe change. Just ignore him. I scanned him at the front door. Other than several layers of polyester, there's nothing sinister going on there. Sure, right. You read first then, Jeffrey. Then if he's done redressing himself, then he can go. If not, we'll have Sid over there take the second spot. All right then. Well, my mate Bill be called the captain. Like as not. Now, we'll put it for argument like that your captain's got a cut one cheek. And we'll put it, if you like, that that cheek's the right one, eh? But, of course, save me. <laughs> there he is now. There's my mate Bill. That's him. With a spyglass under his arm. Bless his old heart, to be sure. You and me is just gonna get back behind the door, Sonny. And then we'll give Bill a little surprise. We will bless his heart, I says again. Thanks for that. Looks like Keeper needs a few more minutes there. You're next, Sid. Super. I'm just so excited to be in the play. This is such an opportunity. Just read the part. Sorry. Well, my mate Bill will be called the captain, like it is not. Now, we'll put it for arguments like that your captain's got a cut on one cheek. And we'll put it, if you like, that that cheek's the right one. But of course, save me. There he is now. There's my mate Bill. That's him. With a spyglass under his arm. Bless his old heart to be sure. You and me will just have to get back behind the door, Sonny. And we'll give Bill a little surprise. We'll bless his heart, I said again. That was a damp performance for sure. Keeper, you ready? That I am, sir. Then go ahead. My pleasure. Well, my mate Bill will be called Captain, like as not. Now we'll put it, for arguments like, your Captain's got a cut on one cheek. And we'll put it, if you like, that cheek's the right one, eh? But of course, save me. There he is now. There's my mate Bill. Ask him with a spyglass under his arm. Bless his old heart, Debbie, sir. You and me will get back behind this door, Sonny, and we'll give Bill a little surprise. We will, bless his heart, I says again.
Right, thank you, gentlemen. Next part, blind pew. Keeper, tell me you're not stripping again. Oh, ho, ho, no. I just got to put this blindfold on and I'm good. Won't that make it hard to read the lines? Never mind. You're good. Go for it, then. Let me just get set. I'm facing the right way, right? I shouldn't have said that. Here we go. Ye dogs, ye had your hands on hundreds, on thousands, and you're giving up now. Ye'd be rich as kings if ye could find it. We know it's in there, and ye stand there skulking. There wasn't a one of ye dare-faced pill, and I did it, a blind man, and I'm to lose me chance for ye. I'm to be a poor crawling beggar, sponging for rum, when I might be rolling in a coach. If ye had a pluck of a weevil and a sea biscuit amongst a lot of ye. That was better than I was thinking it would go. You haven't heard me yet. <laughs> well, am I going to hear you try for the part, or are you just going to stand there? You are quite the comedian. <laughs> Here goes. <laughs> he dogs. He had your hands on hundreds of thousands. Are ye giving up now? <laughs> Ye'd be as rich as kings if you could find it. Ye know it's there, yet you stand there skulking. <laughs> there wasn't one of ye dare-faced Bill, and I did it, a blind man. <laughs> and I'm to lose my chance for you? I'm to be a poor, crawling beggar Sponging for rum when I might be rolling in a coach. If ye had the pluck of a weevil and a sea biscuit among the lot of ye. <laughs> I can't really say I understood that, to be honest. Tom, would you be so kind as to finish this off? I've got a headache and I need to lie down. But what about the rest of the parch? Let me worry about that. I'm in charge, remember? Now, read! Okay. Ye dogs, you had your hands on hundreds, on thousands. Are you giving up now? You'd be as rich as kings if you could find it. You know it's there, and you're standing here skulking. There wasn't one of you dared face, Bill, and I did it, a blind man. And I'm to lose my chance for you? I'm to be a poor, crawling bugger, sponging for rum when I might be rolling in a coach? If ye had the plug of a weevil and a sea biscuit among the lot of ye. Well, that was slightly better, I must admit. Now, the three of ye can get out and tell the others to come back tomorrow for the other parts. And Keeper, please don't put on so many bloody costumes. That's making me sweat. You have been listening to Empath Studios' presentation of Masterpiece Audio Theater. This episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. We can be found at nimlast.org or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast was released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 onboarded license. Thanks for joining us.